We're back with the road to destiny, the story of Joseph, right? His journey. And when we left off on the last episode, Joseph had been elevated to a position of power and importance. He was the second in command in Egypt. And the famine has now taken place and it has spread all over the country, um, over the whole world, actually. And even though there was famine in all of the lands, the food, there was food rather in Egypt. And so people started coming to Egypt to buy food. Today, we're going to pick up in verse number 42. Remember, my uh, thesis is that Joseph had the dream, but he didn't have all the details and he didn't know that his journey would be, you know, paved with difficulties and disappointment, you know, heartaches. Um, then he would, you know, be lied on, falsely accused, thrown into jail, you know, all those things. He didn't know that at the time, right? Okay. So we're about to see the fulfillment of his dreams. Let's go. Chapter 42. So there's a famine, right, in the entire world. And so when Jacob, remember Jacob is Joseph's dad, learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, you know, why do you guys just keep looking at each other? You know, I've heard that there's grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. Okay. Now, this is Joseph's family. God knew this famine was coming and he had already sent. See, this is what I was saying a few episodes ago that God had a plan, but he needed to get Joseph to Egypt. God has a plan. He might need to get you somewhere, but you resisting to get there. Don't resist. <laughs> get there because you might have to help somebody. God does not forget his covenants or his promises. So, 10 of Joseph's brothers, you know, they went down to Egypt to buy grain. Jacob didn't send Benjamin. You know, Benjamin was Joseph's brothers along with the others because he was afraid that harm might come to him. Now, Benjamin and Joseph were the sons of Rachel, you know, his heart. The, that's the one that Jacob really loved. And because he had lost Joseph, he thought, he definitely couldn't imagine losing Benjamin, which brings up the thought, I wonder how was Benjamin treated at this point? Did he get all that extra love? I don't know. Anyway, let's keep going. So in um, the sixth verse, we see that Joseph is the governor of the land and he's the one who sold grain to all of the people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. What? Do y'all remember that? Do y'all remember that? That's in chapter 37. Didn't he have that dream? Yes, he did. He had that dream that they would be bowing down to him and they did not like it. You can go back to chapter 37 and read it. I'm not going to pull it up right now. Um, so as soon as Joseph saw his brothers, though, he recognized them and he pretended to be a stranger. 
And so he spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? That's what he said. <laughs> he pretended not to know who they were. Now, they didn't know who Joseph was. They had no clue. They did not recognize him. By this time, Joseph is, you know, in his 30s and it's been 13, 14 years or so since they last saw him. So they don't really know what he looks like. And plus, they were not expecting to see Joseph and particularly as the leader or second in command in a country called Egypt. Boy, I'm telling you, God is amazing. So as soon as Joseph saw them, he recognized them and he pretended to be a stranger and he spoke harshly to them. So they answered the question. They said that they were from Canaan and they came to buy food. And even though Joseph recognized them, you know, they, they didn't recognize him. But in verse number nine, then he remembered his dreams about them. Oh boy, that's interesting, right? Because maybe Joseph had forgotten, because that's what is given indication to, don't you think? That he had forgotten his dream. And sometimes that can happen to us too, that the road has been just so difficult. It didn't happen the way that we thought it would happen. So we forget some of those things or desires, dreams, hopes that were in our hearts because life has given us a different path, a different avenue. But in verse nine, it says, then he remembered this. He is Joseph, his dreams about them. He remembered his dreams about them, that they would be bowing down to him. Oh boy, was that like, okay, God, okay. <laughs> that did happen. That dream really did come true. I wonder if it was like a deja vu moment for him. And so he said to them, you are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. And then they insisted, no, my Lord. See, they are giving him honor. Remember? Remember in chapter 37 when I told you that they hated him so much they couldn't speak a kind word to him? Look at him now. Look how look how they speaking to him. They're giving him reverence. They're giving him honor. They're saying, no, my Lord, your servants have come a long way to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. Okay, see, that's where we all get mixed up sometimes. We forget some of those things that we do. And because they said that they are honest men. These are the men that sold their brothers into, I mean, their brother into slavery and then lied to their dad saying that he was deceased. That's all I'm going to say about that. So in verse number 12, Joseph says, no, you have come to see where our land is unprotected. You know, he's really just playing with them. But they kept on insisting your servants were 12 brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father and one is no more. So Joseph, you know, they, he listens to them. And but instead, he just says, you know, no, it's just as I told you, you are spies. Um, and so this is how you're going to be tested. So he's testing them, testing their hearts, testing their integrity. He says, as surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your number to get your brother. The rest of you will be kept in prison so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If you are not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he uh, put them in the cust in uh, 
let me say it right. And he put them all in custody for three days. Now look, this might've seemed hard for them, but shoot, how long was Joseph in prison? Okay, they just gotta be in there for three days. <laughs> Joseph was in prison, but the purpose of this was really to test their hearts, to see, you know, Joseph wanted to see his brother Benjamin too. You know, I, I don't know how he really felt at the time about his other brothers, um, but he was going through some sort of process with them. So on that third day, verse 18, Joseph said to them, do this and you will live. He says, for I fear God. That's what he's letting know. Like, I can't, I can't do this. I fear God. I got to treat them right. Even though they were treating me incorrectly, I got to treat them right. If you are honest, men, then let one of your brothers stay here in prison while the rest of you go and take back grain for your starving household. See, he was not heartless. He knew they were hungry. There was a famine in all of the country. This is what Joseph said. And what we must remember is that, um, you can say you love God, trust God, fear God, but that's going to show up in how you treat people. And he said he fears God. God loves people. And he does not want us to mistreat one another, right? He wants us to show forth his mercies and his kindness. Now, granted, one of these had to stay back. But then he says, you must bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified and that you may not die. This they proceeded to do. So they followed this, um, what Joseph had said. All right. And so they said to each other, now this is, this is funny to me in verse number 21. Now the brothers are talking to each other and guess what they remember? they remember what they did to their brother do you wonder do you wonder if you're familiar with this story but do you uh do you ever wonder if they ever had discussions about what they did like the anniversary of the date that they sold their brother and told their dad he was dead did they get together and talk about what they did or did they just sweep it under the rug never to mention it anymore oh <laughs> i don't know but anyway this is what they say. This is verse 21, verse uh, in chapter 42. Surely we are being punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. That's why this distress has come upon us. So they saw how distressed Joseph was when they attacked him. They heard him plead with them, but they had no remorse. They had no compassion. They didn't even have love for their brother to stop the act. Now they think they're being punished because of it. They remember it. Isn't that interesting how it came up now because they're being punished? But I, like I said, I wonder if it ever came up before. So Reuben said, here's Reuben. This is verse 22. Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? Okay, here comes the blame game, right? But you wouldn't listen. Now we must give an accounting for his blood. They did not realize that Joseph could understand them since he was using an interpreter. So Joseph heard everything they said. He understood everything they said, but he was he, he was evaluating and, and analyzing what they were saying as well. So he turns away from them because he begins to weep. 
So he had Simeon taken from them and bound them before his eyes. And then he gave orders, you know, to fill their bags with grain, but to put each man's silver silver back in his sack and to give them the provisions for their journey. Now, look, this is this man showing love. He could have easily taken their money. He could have taken their money. He could have been mean to them, but he was not. He gave them the provisions and gave them the money back. They got it for free, y'all. Y'all know some of y'all love free, right? (laughs) I know, I know. So after this was done for them, they loaded the grain on their donkeys and left. And uh, they stopped at a place to rest. And when they opened their seed facts, they seed wait a minute did I say that when they opened their sacks to get feed for the donkeys they saw that the silver was in their sacks and everybody noticed that and then their hearts began to sink they began to worry um and they wondered what you know this meant and what has God has done for them you know like what has God done to us you know they thought they were going to be in trouble So when they came, I'm in verse 29, when they came to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them. They said, the man who is Lord over the land spoke harshly to us. He treated us as though we were spying on the land. But we said to him, we're honest men. We're not spies. You know, talking about we're 12 brothers, one father. One is no more. The youngest is now with our father in Canaan. So this man who is Lord over the land said to us, this is how I will know whether you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me and take food for your starving households and go. But bring your youngest brother to me and I will know that you are not spies, but honest men. Then I will give your brother back to you and you can trade in the land. That was the plan. That's what Joseph wanted. So as they were emptying emptying these sacks, um, they found the silver again. And then their uh, father saw the money pouches and they were a frightened. They, they were frightened. I'm sorry. They and their father were frightened. Their father, Jacob said to them, you have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more. And Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. So Reuben said, you may put both of my sons to death if I do not bring them back to you. Now that's saying a lot, right? And then he says, entrust them to my care and I will bring them back. But Jacob said, no, uh-uh, my son will not go down, down there with you. His brother is dead and he is the only one left. If harm comes to him on the journey you are taking, you will bring my gray head down to the grave in sorrow. Okay, so look, the first part of Joseph's dream has come to pass, right? He, Right, yeah, his brothers are bowing down to him. And I don't know how, you know, we read where Joseph, you know, he started to cry when he heard them. You know, he the dream was brought back to his memory. And even these brothers, it came back to their memory, what they had done. I don't know if they repented at that moment because it doesn't say, it doesn't say that they were sorry for the error that they had made, okay? But we do see that Joseph's destiny 
I mean, his dream is being fulfilled. It's much more than them bowing down to him. It was really about God making provision uh, for his people. Okay. It was, that's, that's what it's really about. But this journey, you know, was paved with some disappointments for Joseph and it was, you know, some denials and some, um, uh, betrayals from his family too. It's all kind of saga and family. Y'all need to read the Bible, y'all. It's all kind of stories that you can read and see the drama in. But this destiny his is about to be fulfilled. And so on our next and final one on this particular thing of Joseph will be about the gathering of the second dream, the fulfillment of the second dream. Father, thank you for your word today. I pray that someone is interested in this story, Lord God, and they'll go back and read it. And then they will gain more revelation that you would reveal unto them even more and that they will share the word with someone else. Thank you, Lord. All right. This has been your daily dose. And remember, a daily dose of God's word. Oh, it's good for the soul. Be blessed. Thank you.